on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. Official start to summers here. I broke out my flip flops and speedos. Gross. Notice I said speedos. Yikes. Because <laughs> I just wrapped myself in about 15 of them. <laughs> Nobody wants to. Once again, the Northland Outdoors staff is with us Greg Kaiser. Hello. Brian Peterson. Right on. Becca Clemens. What up? Are you guys ready for summer? Yes. Yes. I'm ready for here. For, I'm ready for it to get here and get over with. I like fall. Summer's too hot. Too hot. We don't have to worry about that right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> and maybe not for a while. But I am ready for uh, uh, summer and open water. I do have a boat this summer, and I'm living on the Mississippi River, so I guess I might, I might find a way to enjoy summer a little bit. It's a possibility. This, this year, maybe. Me as well. This week also marks the arrival of our summer issue of Northland Outdoors magazine. Hoorah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sweet cover photo of some crappies on there. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, wonder who, who took it. I wonder who the photog was of that one. <laughs> oh, he's a hack. He's such a That one turned out pretty good. Jerk, but uh, yeah. It's a very cool picture. Uh, Brian, all sorts of cool stuff in this issue. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, it's a fishing, it's a, it's a fishing issue, so to speak. And uh, the uh, people piece is on Gary Roach, Mr. Walleye. He kind of kicks off the whole section. Gary Roach, you can't think of fishing in Minnesota without thinking of Gary Roach. No, and he's been here his whole life. Uh, He went to the Navy, um, but for the most part, he's been in central Minnesota within, in fact, he lives right by his childhood house right now. Now, you actually spent a lot of time with him. I I do. I mean, you did did the story on him, but you just once in a while go fishing with the guy. I do, yes. How does that, how does He's just a regular guy? Hey. Uh, I'm going to go fishing with a buddy of mine. Oh, yeah, oh, that's great. Who are you going fishing with? Oh, Gary Roach. You know, no, no that's, that's <laughs> the, Mr. Walleye. That's the beauty of Mr. Walleye. He's just a regular guy, and he likes fishing for anything. He loves crappies. He's like a kid. Um, every time he catches a fish, it's like the first fish he ever caught. Well, that's awesome. And you can find out all about Gary Roach, Mr. Walleye, in this issue of uh, Northland Outdoors magazine. And also, uh, what's really picking up in popularity is catfishing on the Red River. Yes, and we have a piece from Brad Dockin of the Grand Forks Herald uh, right there on the Red River of the North. He talks to a pretty much the guide uh, on the Red River in that area, Brad Derrick. And Brad is, has got it down to a science. He's written books about the science of catfishing, and uh, it's a great piece. I lived in, uh, in Fargo, and catfishing around Fargo is getting more popular, too. But when you get up around Grand Forks and get further north of there, the, the river widens a little bit. The fish get a little bit bigger up there. That's good stuff up there. I, uh, I grew up in Illinois, and catfish was a mainstay down there. So uh, it's interesting, the pockets of fish. You've got a few in the Mississippi, but that up there is as good as it gets. 
This is Northland Outdoors Radio. The new issue of Northland Outdoors Magazine should be in your hands on your coffee tables right now. I actually had a chance to speak with Jim Sable from the Clay Target League for an article in that magazine about youth, uh, youth sports called A Bridge to Conservation. And I actually owe that title to Nick Simonson from Marshall. Uh, he was on this radio show, and, and he used that line. And he's been a crusader for habitat and youth involvement in the outdoors, starting up uh, the, the Marshall Clay Target team and working with the Lyon County Pheasants Forever chapter to get more habitat down in that part of Minnesota. Plus, Jeff Long from NASP in North Dakota talks about how quickly NASP has made its way across the world. You know, everybody's talking about Clay Target League right now, but essentially it's following that same path that NASP did, the National Archery in the Schools program, and how big that has gotten and how important that's been for getting youth into the outdoors and in bow hunting and archery. If you didn't subscribe yet to our magazine, what's wrong with you? I won't hold it against you for too much longer, but you can do it for free at NorthlandOutdoors.com. And you can actually read our latest issue there, too, for free. So if you want to read about all these things we're talking about right now, you can do it for free at NorthlandOutdoors.com. But guys, if you ask me, the digital version just doesn't, doesn't do it justice. No, it's, it's that uh, high-end, glossy paper, uh, coffee table book quality, and it's just not the same. Yeah, you need to hold it in your hands for the, the photos, uh, including that. Uh, it's an okay crappie photo on the cover. It uh, <clears throat> looks all right. There's yeah. wow. some good ones inside, too. I'll give you that. <laughs> no, it's great stuff. we got great contributors, great photographers putting stuff in there. You want to bring it to the cabin. You're going to want to sit on that coffee table. Subscribe now to get our next issue uh, on our website. You can go there and subscribe for free at northlandoutdoors.com. And, guys, I also learned that I can go out in the woods and find filberts. You can. Isn't Filberts. that a cartoon? Or no, that's Dilbert. Dilbert. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. Wow. So those, uh, they're actually hazelnuts, hazelnut trees. Mm. Greg, have you ever, you ever done that? I have never searched for them. However, I have actually enjoyed them with a white Russian on occasion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On occasion. Yeah. Well, you can grow. I was doing a little bit of research. You can grow hazelnut trees. It takes a couple of years uh, for them to start producing nuts. And you have to have a male tree and a female tree within uh, like 60 yards of each other or, or 60 feet, uh, 60 yards, I think, something like that, so they can cross-pollinate each other. And then uh, you can start growing some filberts for your white Russians. Have little tree right. babies? <laughs> yes, have How, little what's the difference? tree <laughs> I've never babies. heard of that. <laughs> what do you call a tree baby? Uh, no, a, a male tree. Oh, exactly. there you go. Wow. Oh, way to go, Greg. Made a way to make it a f- like <laughs> use the official term. Ruin all the fun. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. More than you ever wanted to know about. More than you ever wanted to know about the Mississippi River. More than you ever wanted to know about. How long is the Mississippi River. More than you ever wanted to know about the Mississippi River. Guys, is it A, 3,794 miles, B, 2,320 miles, or C, uh, we couldn't find a long enough tape measure? That would take a long tape measure. Brian. B. 2320. Greg. B. 2320. Becca. A. A, 3794. I'm sorry, Becca, you are incorrect. The correct answer is 2,320 miles long. What does the winner get of this competition? Some filberts? Yes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm ready. Some filberts. I'm ready now. Question number two. Where does the Mississippi rank in the world by length? 
How long is it? Is it the fourth longest river in the world? The second, or is it C? If you said you didn't care, you'd be in denial. Thank you very much, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. I'll be here all week. All right, Becca. <laughs> I'm going to say it's the fourth longest. Fourth longest. Brian. Uh, for some reason, I think I've heard that it's a second, so I'll go with, with the second longest. And Greg. I'll go with me as well. You guys are incorrect. Becca is right this time. Fourth longest river in the world, the Mississippi. More than you ever wanted to know about the Mississippi River. What is the largest metropolitan area along the river? Is it A, the Twin Cities? Is it B, St. Louis? Or C, Brainerd? Mm, In summer or? (laughs) (laughs) Memorial Day weekend? (laughs) That was good. That was good. Greg. Uh, I'll go St. Louis. St. Louis. Becca. I'm going to go St. Louis as well. And Brian. St. Louis. Twin Cities. Seriously. I'm sorry. You guys are all... I would have thought St. Louis area... Was Peppy counted in that total? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Question number four. Where was the first bridge over the river constructed in 1855? Is it A, Bemidji, B, Minneapolis, or C, Winona? Becca. I'm going to go my alma mater, Bemidji. Brian. Winona just sounds so weird that I'm going to go with it. And Greg. Uh, well, let's see. You went with Winona. You went with Bemidji. The other was Minneapolis. Correct. I'll go that route. Minneapolis is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. Correct answer. Question number five. More than you ever wanted to know about the Mississippi River. How many fish species are in the upper Mississippi River? Is it A, 119, B, 79, or C, six? Six. Six species. Brian. Uh, A. 119. Greg. B. B, 79. Becca. 119. 119 is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. The crowd goes wild. I don't know who won, but uh, we'll get you a white Russian with some filberts in it. After <laughs> I think it was Becca. After the show. Wait, if you just said there was a white Russian and not just filberts, I probably would have stepped <laughs> up. incentive. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is Northland Outdoors Radio, by the way. Have you guys been seeing fawns when you've been out and about yet? Just happening. I've been seeing pictures uh, all across the Northland coming through social media of fawns, most of them good, but I did have one picture sent to me from a friend of mine who works out west in western Minnesota. There was a deer that was hit by a car, which is bad enough, right? But this deer was pregnant with, with not one fawn, not two fawns, three fawns wow. they found. So triplets, uh, and unfortunately none of them survived. So that deer getting hit actually killed four deer. Wow, that's tough. Right now. That's and, crazy. You know, you don't many see, see many triplets as it is. Uh, luckily, that area where that was, there isn't a shortage of deer right now. And sometimes you get lucky, as we'll hear in our first story at Running Afoul of the Law when we come back on Northland Outdoors Radio. Plus, Craig Engwall from the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association talks about the recent results of the Minnesota Legislative Audit of the DNR and how they manage the deer herd in Minnesota. And Conservation Officer Brian Holt from Bemidji will join us to talk about a harrowing rescue on the Mississippi River in freezing temperatures, high winds with a stranded kayaker. It's all on the way here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Pirates of the Mississippi From St. Paul to New Orleans Pirates of the Mississippi 
For outdoors enthusiasts, there's something to be said about paging through a glossy, eye-catching, engrossing magazine. Maybe it's an escape to the places that make the Northland great, or the amazing variety the region has to offer. So much more than just hunting and fishing. And that's Northland Outdoors Magazine, a coffee table quality quarterly set to debut this spring. Inside, discover the people, places, and things that encompass this outdoors mecca, with offerings from some of the top outdoors writers and photographers in the region. It's all yours, and at no charge. Subscribe for free at northlandoutdoors.com and experience the Northland like never before. How would you like this to be the sound of your alarm clock? The Lakeshore Kings have your chance to spend weekends and weekdays in Lake Country with the unique opportunity to own and operate your own resort. Birchhaven Resort on Birch Lake near Hackensack offers sunset views from its sandy beach and comfortable cabins. And it's on the market at an extremely reasonable price. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty by visiting lakeshorekings.com. That's lakeshorekings.com. And begin your life at the lake today. Hunting waterfowl around Lac Quiparle is a Minnesota waterfowling tradition. Watson Hunting Camp is Western Minnesota's premier full-service waterfowl hunting camp. Stay in the Watson Hunting Camp Hotel or Bunkhouse and have dinner in the Watson Hunting Camp Restaurant. Fishermen and campers are welcome. Watson Hunting Camp comes with RV hookups, live music, and drink specials. The Watson Hunting Camp Bar is open Wednesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to close. Look for our billboard just north of Watson on Highway 7. For more information and directions, find us on Facebook or visit WatsonHunting.com. is Northland Outdoors Radio. Back on Northland Outdoors Radio, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Running Afoul of the Law. Dun, dun, dun. Conservation Officer Scott Staples of Carlton received a call of a deer being hit by, by a car. The female deer was starting to give birth after being hit by the car. Unfortunately, the mother and one fawn did not survive. Another fawn, however, was rushed to a rehabber where the last report we got was that it was doing well. Now, with fawns being born, of course, people are reminded to leave them alone unless you know for sure that the mother has been killed and you're scarred for life for watching it happen. Is this a true or false story? Greg. True. It is a true story. I don't know if you'd be scarred for life necessarily, but yeah. So this deer gets hit and then is giving birth as it's laying there after it got hit. It's dying. Gives birth, one fawn dies, one survives, and uh, the witnesses grab it, bring it to a rehabber. And last we heard, it's, uh, it's doing all right. What a crazy story. Wow. Running afoul of the law here on Northland Outdoors Radio. CEO Matt Frerichs from Virginia spent time checking anglers and boaters over the busy Memorial Day weekend. On one lake, he walked up to two anglers, a grandfather and a grandson. They just pulled into the access. When he asked the anglers how fishing had been, the grandfather replied, Good, but you're going to have to give us a citation. When asked why, the grandfather replied, I'm sorry, I didn't do my grandfather voice on that one. That's good. But you're going to have to give us a citation, Sonny. <laughs> Thank you very much. I can hear Grandpa now, yeah. When asked why, the grandfather replied, the, Well, my grandson, he just turned 16 two months ago, that little young whippersnapper. 
He told him that he didn't actually have a fishing license until the 20th crappie was caught. The young angler was spoken to, his 10 crappies were seized, and he was promptly given 20 lashes with a steel leader as punishment. <laughs> true, true or false, Brian? Up until the whole lashing thing, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> but, but I'd say false. Yes. Well, yes, it was true, except for the 20 lashes. Once you're 16... Get Your grandpa license. voice was crazy oh, good, thank man. You, thank you very wow. much. Wow. <laughs> it's way past my bedtime. I'm going to go watch Matlock and go to bed. Hey, there's nothing wrong with Matlock. CEO Darren uh, Fogerman from Grand Marais encountered a party coming out of the BWCAW that told him they had found a spot where a tree had fallen on and killed a small bull moose. How bad is that? Our moose are getting killed by everything. Here's a moose. I'm just walking through, browsing, and oh, what's that noise? Ah, it's a tree. Tree falls on the moose and kills it. Hey, we can't keep these moose alive. Quit walking by trees during a storm, moose. <laughs> that's that's my new research study. I'm just going to push moose away from trees as they're falling I in the woods. You. Man, most of the carcass had been scavenged. Uh, the CO also reports it was so dry at the beginning of the week that a woodchuck running across the road left a dust trail behind it. Becca, is that true or false? <laughs> I'm going to say that that is false. I'm sorry. That's actually a true story from our CEO out of Grand Marais. All right. Grand, uh, CEO Tim Collette of Pequot Lakes focused on off-road vehicle enforcement in the Foothills State Forest where thousands of wheelers spent the Memorial Day weekend. One driver was found stuck in a wetland and he told the officer that he deserved a ticket and to go ahead and write him one. <laughs> I don't think he was supposed to be in there. I deserve it. I shouldn't have gone in here. The officer agreed and helped him out with the request. <laughs> Brian, is that true or false? Uh, good old Tim Collette. I could see him doing that. That yes. is a true story. Yes, that's right. Running afoul of the law, Northland Outdoors Radio. In Brainerd, conservation officer Jim Guida had a vehicle directly in front of his squad car <laughs> throw an empty aluminum beer can out the window. <laughs> wow. As he's driving in front of the CEO. Oops. Is that true or false, Greg? I'm sure it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it was true, and the vehicle was stopped, and the operator also had a 175 of vodka next to him. Enforcement action was taken. That is running a foul of the law here on Northland Outdoors Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, uh, by the way, I'm going to be up in, in Hayward. Brian, am I going to have any fun up there? Oh, you have a blast. There's a ton to do. Uh, fishing wise, um, sky, sky's the limit. Um, you'll be targeting muskies. I am. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. take a fly fishing class since I've, I've never done any fly fishing in my life. And I'm, I'm seeing these big fish get caught on fly gear. Uh, so I'm going to go to the Hayward fly fishing company and take a fly fishing class. And then I'm going to float in a drift boat down some of the rivers up there in Northwest Wisconsin, trying to catch muskies and smallmouth on the fly. Uh, Greg, am I going to be able to do this? Am I, if, if, when it comes to fly fishing, am I going to be able to figure this out? I, th I think so. I know you're really going to enjoy it. That drift boat fishing is a pretty special way to uh, enjoy it. It's very quiet and, and uh, it's surprising. And once you get the hang of it, it's, uh, it's a great way to fish. You'll love it. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. I've fished out of a kayak before. 
Um, not a drift boat, not fly fishing, and not on the Mississippi where you wouldn't expect it, thinking of the mighty Mississippi, but there were some areas of the river with just four inches of water a couple of weeks ago, and it stranded a kayaker who was just starting out a journey to travel the entire length, all 2,320 miles of it that we learned earlier. He stranded uh, on a, on, in real shallow water in the muck. He needed to be rescued by a couple of conservation officers, including Brian Holt from Bemidji. He explains how the rescue, which included a canoe, strong winds, and cold temperatures. He'll explain how that rescue went next on Northland Outdoors Radio. Plus, Craig Engwall, the executive director of the Minnesota Deer Hunters Association, will explain the results of the deer management audit before the end of the show. Guys, thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks, Brett. Have a good weekend. You too. Pirates of the Mississippi Stealing time and fishing for free if you missed last week's Northland Outdoors radio show... What is wrong with you? Here's what you missed. Question number two. What do you call a group of elk? Is it A, a herd, B, a gang, or C, something I'll never see when I'm hunting? What do you call a group of elk? Something I'll never see... Becca. <laughs> I'm going to go with gang. Gang. Greg. I'm going to go with herd. I'm probably wrong, but that's what I'm going with. Brian. Uh, doesn't mean it's right, but I've always referred to them as, or heard of them as referred to as a herd, so we'll go with herd. You know, most people would call them a herd. In fact, Mark Holyoke uh, from the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, he's a director of communications, wrote an article about it online saying he'd never heard them called a gang before either. That is the correct answer. The best source he could come up with was the Book of St. Albans, an essay on hunting published in 1486. Wow. <laughs> they had gangs in 1486? <laughs> gangs of elk, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Probably why they're trying to control the population. <laughs> <laughs> Question number three, not about elk, but from the same book published in 1486, what do you call a group of wildcats? Is it A, a gaggle, B, a Google, or C, a destruction? Greg. A gaggle. A gaggle. Brian. It's, it's just so ridiculous, I got to go with Google. <laughs> <laughs> Becca. I'm going to go with a gaggle, too. A gaggle. The correct answer is C, a destruction. Is it really? Wow. A destruction of wildcats. Look out. <laughs> yeah, they're they had some funky right lingo back then. That's that rolls off the tongue. <laughs> Describes a waddle of penguins. They do waddle. Though. Yeah, that's, I can see that. A, right. a murmuration of starlings. You're just making stuff up. <laughs> <You really? laughs> a tower of giraffes. Makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. An obstinacy of bison. Again, rolling off the tongue. Mm -hmm. And a consortium of octopuses. Octopi? Or is it octopi at that point? <laughs> right. Not quite sure. How about a murder of crows? A murder of crows, yes. Question number five. <laughs> How long ago did wild elk cover all but the northeast corner of Minnesota? They literally covered almost the entire state of Minnesota at one point. How long ago was that? Was it A, the 1600s, B, 1950, or C, 1840? Greg. 1840. 
Brian. I'm going with 1840. And Becca. 1950. 1950. It's just a short 66 years ago that you can find them in Worthington. <laughs> it's like my favorite years. So. <laughs> wandering in the Twin Cities. <laughs> <laughs> Head up an avenue. Hear last week's show in, in its, its entirety, entirety on the radio page at NorthlandOutdoors.com. I'm just sick of all the amateur stuff, you know? I mean, like, if I'm paying top dollar, I want a little production Production value, you know? Like some editing, transition, something, some music. Music. Editing, transition, something, music, music. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.